Armed American Radio listeners, today's Armed American Radio's recorded version of the national radio broadcast, the Armed American Radio podcast, is being brought to you today and every day by North American Arms. Make sure to visit NorthAmericanArms.com for the finest mini revolvers on planet Earth. NorthAmericanArms.com. Enjoy the show. is Armed American Radio. If they want to take my guns, they're going to have to bring a station wagon and a whole lot of friends because I'm not giving them anything. From the Car Firearms Group studio. On the Sig Sauer Platinum Microphone. Mark, we know they want to take our guns, and now we're going to make them eat it. Freedom might be an uphill battle sometimes, but freedom will always prevail. Proudly presented to you by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. Here is your host of Armed American Radio, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting for your rights, Mark Walters. Walters. Armed American Radio's Monster Cast, the second hour, begins right now. Dr. John Lott joins me from CrimeResearch.org, Crime Prevention Research Center here. And you know this to be the case, the Car Firearms Group Studios on the Sig Sauer Platinum Microphone. It's all brought to us. By the great X Insurance. John Lott, welcome in. How are you, my friend? Thank you for taking time out today. I know you're traveling and I know you're on the road, and we appreciate it very much. Glad to have you here. Oh, I always appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Yeah, the pleasure is mine. All right, I, I've been talking a little bit about Maine, and in the previous hour, I was talking about how I was unable to confirm that both locations were, in fact, gun free. I knew the bowling alley was. But you can confirm that the bar, Shemengi's Bar and Grill, was also a gun-free zone in Maine, correct? I can't confirm that. I, you know, for the for the bowling alley, we have a picture, uh, right. and we've had others tell us that. Uh, I don't have any kind of hard uh, picture evidence with regard to the bar. Uh, I've had a couple people tell me that it's been a gun-free zone in the past, but I have to say I've... I've actually had one person tell me that uh, people that in the past people were allowed to carry. So I okay. I can't say definitively one way or the other with regard to the bar. But, uh, um, you know, we have picture evidence with regard to the bowling alley. Yeah, and I've gotten the same information. I've had people tell me the same thing. So, ladies and gentlemen, we, we're working to try to confirm that. And we will not report what we don't know until we do know it. With certainty, John, let's let's go back now to what happened, because there's a lot to unpack in this, you know, media frenzy. They went crazy. The numbers were wrong. The the reporting wound up being wrong. Everybody was talking like this guy was some type of Rambo. The guy winds up being a lunatic. But let's start with the fact of what we do know. This individual, first off, we know had spent about two weeks in a mental health facility. Let's talk a little bit about that. What does that mean? Well, uh, apparently uh, in Maine, uh, if they were to keep him longer than two weeks, it would, they'd have to have a judicial order to do it. I'm a little confused by some of the discussion because the state police there say that he was banned from being able to go and have guns. Uh, and uh, that it seems to be inconsistent with what the ATF has said uh, on this. But look, um, <clears throat> the thing is, one way or the other, uh, you know, people are talking about, well, we need to have a red flag law rather than a yellow flag law. The thing is, if 
he was being evaluated by mental health care experts. If the mental health care experts thought that the individual was a danger to himself or others, they had the power to petition the court. All the states have civil commitment type laws. Uh, they had the power to go and try to keep him longer. They didn't do that. So I can only assume that when he was released at that point, the mental health care experts were out there claiming that he was not a danger to himself or others. Uh, given, you know, the other big thing just to point out is he was making threats to kill people. And so, you know, that's a crime. And the question is, why wasn't he arrested and, uh, and charged with those types of threats? And given uh, the mental state that's there on top of it, you would be surprised to see him just released on his own recognizance uh, after making those types of threats. So, you know, uh, the the bottom line is that if, you know, they talk about red flag laws or whatever, they could have easily enforced the laws that were already on the books. Uh, They already had civil commitment there. Uh, The mental health care experts apparently, I mean, I haven't read the reports that they put together, but I can only assume from the outcome that was there, that he was released, that the mental health care experts did not believe that he was a danger to himself or others. And so, uh, you know, but that's not unusual. Uh, you look at all the mass public shootings over the last 25 years since uh, beginning of 1998, we've gone through and looked at them. And in half the cases, these individuals were actually seeing mental health care experts prior to their attacks and yet in not one single case did the mental health care experts identify these individuals as a danger to themselves or others. You can look at even like the Virginia Tech uh, murderer that was there. Uh, you would think it should have been clear, but he was seen by two mental health care professionals, and both of them agreed that he was not a danger to himself or others. And so uh, the judge in that case uh, released him. Um, so... <clears throat> You know, there's a whole literature in uh, in uh, the mental health care field, academic literature about their inability to go and identify these individuals as a danger to themselves or others, particularly with regard to these types of mass public shootings. One, one thing that was unusual uh, is this guy seemed to be suffering from schizophrenia. Uh, you know, you would think from listening to the news coverage that almost all these guys who have committed these mass murders uh, were suffering from schizophrenia. And that's simply not the case. I mean, you're talking about maybe two others uh, over the last 25 years were suffering from it. Uh, the vast majority of these individuals are simply suicidal. Uh, they feel unappreciated. Uh, and when you read their diaries or other things that they've left, they are simply trying to get uh, attention. They want to, people to know that they were here and that they mattered. And they'll frequently talk about, you know, if they can only kill more people than such and such did, uh, then they can get even more media attention, uh, that they can get their names in the history books or whatever. And, uh, so this guy was pretty unusual in that sense. You, know, you take schizophrenia. There's like uh, two and a half to three million people in the United States that suffer from schizophrenia at any point in time. And uh, 
but you know, if there's only been a couple and maybe adding this guy, a few, uh, mass murderers like this who have been suffering from schizophrenia, you can see how rare it is, uh, that you have that type of problem with schizophrenia. And so the mental health care experts will say, because the, the probability is so low, you know, if they were to pick, let's say, the thousand most likely uh, schizophrenics that would do this, they'd be wrong, you know, 999 times out of the thousand, maybe even all thousand wrong. And so that's usually the justification that the mental health care experts give for why it's so hard for them to identify these types of people. John, it's it's obviously it's 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 the science here is well, let me just put it this way. I, I, I want to go to the judge, not not the science. It's hard to get into that. I'm not a psychologist. And I think what, what, what I find fascinating about this is when we look at red flags, I've often said, and correct me if you think I'm wrong, but a judge is always likely going to err on the side of caution if somebody comes up to him with a red flag because he doesn't want to be that judge that lets somebody go or keep his guns not knowing, and therefore it results in confiscation virtually 100% of the time. Now, I'm going to quote a subheading from Breitbart from AWR. Maine Commissioner of Public Safety Mike Sawshuck indicated during a Saturday morning press conference that Maine shooting suspect Robert Card was never involuntarily committed for mental health issues and was therefore not barred from passing a firearm background check. We've got about a minute and a half in this segment to go. I'll let you respond. Why won't these psychologists err on the side of caution like the judges did? Because after the fact, we think they should have, but they seem not to. You know, well, I mean, it's not just in this case, as I was trying to explain. They seem to do that pretty consistently uh, in terms of making these mistakes. And uh, yeah, and basically the explanation that the mental health care professionals give is that, you know, uh, it's so rare that these things happen uh, and they'd be making mistakes the vast majority of times so that they'd be doing it. And they'd also point out that people who are suffering from uh, mental illness are less violent than the general population and they're more likely to be victims of violence than the general population. Uh, so all those things together uh, make it so that they're reticent to go and uh, identify these individuals as what they're likely to do. But, you know, the other thing is um, mental health care profession is kind of based on the notion that people will come forward to them with mm-hmm. their problems and be honest. And when you read the diaries and manifestos, a lot of these guys take pride in being able to fool them. Because yeah. I'll give you a fast example. Well, you, hold, you hey, John, do me a favor. Mass, John, do yeah. me a favor. Hold that thought because we're getting ready to take a break. But I, I was just going to say, it, you mentioned that they take pride in being able to fool them. This is not an exact science is what I was going to say about the psychology of this previously. And it's not clearly an exact science. Ladies and gentlemen, we come back. We'll continue the conversation with John Lott. Don't go away. Did you know that Sig Sauer is all in for hunting? Introducing the Sig Sauer Cross Precision Bolt Action Rifle, available in 308 and 65 Creedmoor. The Sig Cross Bolt Action Rifle was designed and built with the input of military snipers and elite hunters right here in America to meet the demands of hunters, precision long range shooters, and extreme backcountry hunting. Sig Sauer has your hunting needs covered with ammunition, optics, suppressors, and more. Hunt like a warrior today. Learn more. Visit SigSauer.com now. 
At Daniel Defense, we do things a little differently. First of all, every one of our products from top to bottom is made right here in America with pride. So much pride, in fact, that we don't sell factory seconds. No, if we make a mistake, we scrap it and start over. We're not finished until it's made right. And that commitment to quality doesn't end once a product is out the door. Whether you're the first owner or the last, if anything goes wrong with your Daniel, we'll make it right. Because that's the right thing to do. Daniel Defense. Freedom. Passion. Precision. Car, the 25th anniversary K9 and the venerable P9 in various configurations. Magnum Research, the classic Desert Eagle available in 50, 44, 357, and the new 429 DE calibers. The BFR, biggest, finest revolvers, and the Magnum Light. Auto Ordnance, the classics. Thompson, that's right, the Tommy Gun, the incredible M1 carbine, and the one and only classic 1911. Car Firearms, a family of brands standing for your family's freedom. It's well known that we live in a world where even good police officers can become targets for frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide custom liability insurance for police officers to eliminate your exposure, to help prevent you from becoming a target, and to protect you from unscrupulous lawyers. And if lawsuits do arise, we aggressively fight them. We do this in part by encouraging our law enforcement clients to take the X-Insurance See It, Say Something pledge. We're the very best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions, so call us today or have your insurance agent call us, and we can work with them to fill any gaps in your existing insurance policy. But call today, and let's get that target off your back. At X-Insurance, we believe in good police officers, and we believe in protecting good police officers. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. That's xinsurance.com. The Gold Set from North American Arms. These beautiful mini revolvers are plated in 24 karat gold and are available in calibers 22 short, 22 long rifle, and 22 magnum. Available individually or as a set, each mini is equipped with synthetic white pearl grips, matching serial numbers, and a beautiful walnut display case with glass top. The Gold Set for a limited time at North American Arms. To add one, two, or three of these beautiful mini 24 karat gold plated revolvers to your collection, visit NorthAmericanArms.com today. AAR listeners, you know I love my barbecue and you know I love my fire pits. I've searched forever to find the perfect fire in cooking wood and for the last two years I've used nothing but cutting edge firewood. Cutting edge firewood is perfectly kiln dried, mold, moisture, and pest free. It lights with one match. It burns longer and hotter than that nasty big box crap you've been using. Shipped nationwide in boxes or racks and is cut in your choice of chunks, 8 inch splits, or 16 inch logs. Choose white oak, cherry, or hickory for that perfect fire or wood cooking experience. Visit cuttingedgefirewood.com today and use what we use here at AAR Ranch. The long-awaited six-hour P365 chambered in 380 is finally here. The new softer-shooting, easier-handling micro-compact option for everyday carry. With an identical grip module and slide with a 9mm, it'll fit all existing P365 holsters. The P365 380 is the most durable 380 micro-compact pistol on the market. Standard with sig like night sights and an optic cut, plus two 10-round magazines and a mag loader. The P365 380 is the ultimate micro-compact carry pistol, and you can find details at sixhour.com for the new P365 380. The 
The following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Armed American Radio's Monster Cast continues here at AAR Ranch in the Car Firearms Group Studios. Sig Sauer microphone lit up for you. X Insurance presenting all of it. Let's go back to this fascinating conversation with Dr. John Lott. John, we were talking about in the previous segment how it's not an exact science, etc. And these guys take pride in being able to fool the doctors, etc. And it appears to be the case here. Again, I don't know, but it appears to. And I am shocked that when you have somebody that's making physical threats, that there was not further commitment to this individual. But I'd like you to, to please continue your thought from the previous segment before the break. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you take something like the Buffalo mass murder from last year. He uh, had been in high school uh, when he originally had been flagged by a teacher. A teacher had asked him, uh, this, the year before, uh, his attack, uh, what he was going to do over the summer. And he said, well, I'm going to go and find a school someplace and shoot it up and then commit suicide. And the teacher was alarmed. So the teacher went and, uh, uh, called up, uh, you know, flagged him. He saw two mental health care professionals and the, what he told the mental health care professionals is, well, he was just joking. You know, it was just a dumb joke he was making. And the way mental health is set up is that they they assume people want help, that they're coming in. And and so they assume that the people are being honest with them about what their problems are. And that's not always the case. And so you you have these real problems. There's one thing important I wanted to get into, and that is um, all this discussion is going to be relevant on November 7th when the uh, when the Supreme Court's going to be hearing oral arguments in what's called the Rahimi case. Right, right, good point. Where we have, where we have uh, a very bad guy there, uh, a drug dealer who had committed lots of violent crimes, uh, firing guns in public at people, uh, beating up people. And doing other things. And, uh, and, you know, here you have a situation where, um, they used essentially civil process to take away his guns. There was no hearing. Uh, he had no lawyer representing him. And, uh, and yet, uh, he had his guns taken away. Um, and he still got a gun and still committed a crime with a gun. But, the issue before the court is what level of proof do you need to have to be able to strip somebody of their right to self-defense? And, and, uh, the, the issue here is uh, under criminal standard, you have to show beyond, uh, reasonable doubt, which is like you're 98% certain. In the case of civil type rules, which red flag laws would be, uh, or these domestic violence protection orders, uh, you just have to show with the preponderance of the evidence. So it's like the difference between being about 98% certain and essentially slightly more than a coin flip. So you can be like 50.1% likely that something's true versus 49.9% that it's not. Uh, that's all they mean by the preponderance of the evidence and without a lawyer present for you or other safeguards that you would have. And so, you know, 
uh, this push for red flag laws uh, is could be affected a lot. Uh, I haven't really seen people bring this up, but could be affected a lot by the decision that they have in this case. My fear is that uh, the Biden administration is pushing uh, this Rahimi case for a couple reasons. One is Rahimi is a really bad guy. Nobody wants this bad guy to be able to have uh, a gun. You know, but you have this issue of kind of bad cases make bad law. And uh, uh, rather than kind of looking at the typical case that's there, um, you know, you could use these civil processes. Uh, an abuser could move to take away a gun for a victim uh, that's there because all the judge will see is the written complaint. There'll be no testimony, no additional evidence that will be provided there. You know, uh, the the issues that are there without having due process. And so we end up having a situation where if some victims are being disarmed as a result of the process, you can actually have perverse uh, things that happen. And so, but like in Rahimi and in this main case, you have bad guys. You had lots of other legal options to be able to go and take away the person's guns. And uh, the Rahimi case, he had committed multiple felonies, but he wasn't prosecuted for them. And yet somehow we're supposed to go and rely on this kind of uh, civil process to make up for prosecutors and others not doing their job for going after bad guys and 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 trying to convict them. Yeah. And this the Rahimi case, ladies and gentlemen, is a difficult case because what you just heard John say is 100,000 gobzillion percent accurate. This is a bad guy. And it plays into their political agenda because it, with help from the media, John, you know they're going to come after pro-gun activists, pro-rights activists, by ignoring the constitutionality of this and talking about how our side just wants to get guns in the hands of bad people. That's the way they're going to address this. So it is going well, to be yeah, it's two. Yeah, it's two issues that make it difficult. One is he's a bad guy. And the second one is we're talking about domestic violence protection orders. So it's going to be. Not only are you going to let bad guys have guns, but you're going to let domestic abusers uh, who are dangerous have guns. And so, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a tough case for particularly for somebody like Roberts, uh, who worries about the politics here. What I can say on the other side is that, you know, you look at something like uh, the Miranda decision. Uh, everybody knows what Miranda decision is because they've you know, seen cop shows where somebody's read their rights. Miranda was a bad guy. He was a rapist. He was a violent criminal. Uh, the Supreme Court knew that they'd be releasing him if uh, if they made the ruling that they ended up making. In fact, there were three other violent criminals that were kind of uh, also involved in his uh, in the decision that was there, and they knew that it might make it more difficult for them to go and convict other violent criminals who are dangerous in the future. And yet the Supreme Court said, you know, despite all those concerns uh, that are there, it's important to protect people's rights on this. And so the Supreme Court uh, threw out uh, those four individuals' convictions uh, because they said it's more important to protect uh, the rights of, of people. Yeah, so John, I don't know. I mean, I'm with you on this. This is interesting. Look, we've only got about 30 seconds left. Is there any level of gun control? Murphy, Newsom, Kamala Harris, they're all screaming for more gun control. Shannon Watts, is there any gun control that would have stopped this individual? We've got about 15 seconds. 
Well, I mean, uh, to me, I would have uh, tried to make sure that you didn't have like a gun-free zone at the bowling alley. And I would have tried to encourage people to carry all the time, you know. So, you know, if somebody had carried, my guess is this would have turned out extremely differently. And I would try to make it clear to these killers time after time. I mean, you have like 94% of these mass public shootings occur in places where guns are banned. And so it's not always, but it sure as heck is a high percentage. It certainly would have changed the odds, John. It certainly would have changed the odds. I hate to cut you off, but we're getting ready to go to a break. John, thank you very much for being here. I appreciate it very much. I can tell you're in the car. Drive safely. Thanks for being here. We'll talk to you soon. CrimeResearch.org, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, John. Daniel Defense, we do things a little differently. First of all, every one of our products from top to bottom is made right here in America with pride. So much pride, in fact, that we don't sell factory seconds. No, if we make a mistake, we scrap it and start over. We're not finished until it's made right. And that commitment to quality doesn't end once a product is out the door. Whether you're the first owner or the last, if anything goes wrong with your Daniel, we'll make it right because that's the right thing to do. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425 425- Four five four seventy twelve. AAR listeners, you know I love my barbecue and you know I love my fire pits. I've searched forever to find the perfect fire and cooking wood and for the last two years I've used nothing but cutting edge firewood. Cutting edge firewood is perfectly kiln dried, mold, moisture and pest free. It lights with one match. It burns longer and hotter than that nasty big box crap you've been using. Shipped nationwide in boxes or racks and is cut in your choice of chunks, 8 inch splits or 16 inch logs. Choose white oak, cherry or hickory for that perfect fire or wood cooking experience. Visit cuttingedgefirewood.com today and use what we use here at AAR Ranch. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary My Pillow foam and a patented impact shell made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that 
micro support you need for all day comfort and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high quality leather and a premium indoor outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. Hey, it's Mark, and you know Mike supports the right to keep and bear arms, and we support Mike. Please visit mypillow.com and click on the radio listener specials box and use promo code AAR for all of Mike's great discounts. Or call 800 978 9358 and remember, use promo code AAR. As a gun owner, have you ever thought about the liability that would come with having to use your weapon in self-defense? Or the liability that would come with having one of your guns stolen or misused? Or perhaps you work in a profession like security or law enforcement that requires you to carry a gun. Regardless, it's well known that responsible gun owners and security professionals across the country have become targets of frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide custom firearm liability insurance to eliminate your exposure and to protect you from unscrupulous lawyers. And if lawsuits do arise, we aggressively fight them. We're the very best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions, so call us today or have your insurance agent call us, and we can work with them to fill any gaps in your existing policy. But call today, and let's get that target off your back. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. That's xinsurance.com. segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Don't forget to use the promo code AAR at MyPillow.com. Welcome back. Armed American Radio's Monster Cast continues here in the Car Firearms Group's group. I'll get it out. I'll get it out, Greg. Armed American Radio's Monster Cast, and try it again, continues here in the Car Firearms Group studios. Mark Walters in front of the Sig Sauer powerful and platinum microphone. All of it being brought to us today and every day. By the great X Insurance. So we just had two amazing segments with John Lott, who gives us just a wealth of information, as John is wont to do every time he is on the program. Coming up now, Ryan Petty joins me for the remainder of this hour, and we have a lot to talk about. Again, staying on the subject of Maine with each of our individual guests so that you can get perspectives from each and every one of them. Ryan Petty, welcome in, my friend. Always a pleasure, brother. Great to be here with you, Mark. All right, so uh, Maine, there's a lot going on in this in this situation in Maine, a lot to unpack. We've got a guy who did time in a loony bin for two weeks. We've got, you know, media reports that were all over the board, as usual, Ryan. Can't believe anything you see, read, or hear until we know all of the facts. I'm proud to say at Armed American News, we stepped back and waited until the facts came out before we reported it. You were listening to me broadcasting throughout the uh, the latter part of the week when the story was breaking. I'd like to get into it with you, if that's okay. You ready to get started? Let's jump in. Okay, so when you first heard, let's go, let's go here first. When you first heard what was happening in Maine, what went through your mind? It's the same thing that goes through my mind every time. Here we go again. Um, first it's the, it's the pure shock and horror of what we're all witnessing, uh, collectively that, um, there's a, a madman out on the loose, a criminal, uh, somebody, um, uh, going out and, and killing innocent people, taking innocent lives, um, and, uh, devastating a community. So I, 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 you know, like I do every time, Mark, it's like, here, here we go again. 
and it is here we go again, and you have personal experience with this. It's, it's impacted your family directly. Of course, I think now is the time to mention, if you're a new listener to the program, Ryan Petty is a Parkland father. He lost his daughter, Elena, in Parkland, 14 years old at the time. So you know a little bit about this, and you, you, you can feel and sense what's happening here in a perspe- from, a, from a perspective that most of us can't, thankfully. But good heavens, here we go again. And, and yeah, Ryan, it is here we go again, right? But in this case, and I, I'm going to try to draw some comparisons here because we see similarities in, in case after case after case. We look in the rearview mirror, Ryan. The rearview mirror, hindsight, is, is 2020 vision. It's high-definition vision. We look at this and say, here we go again, but not just in the sense that it happened again, but here we go again with somebody who should never have been – who should never this should have been stopped because we look back and we see yet again here we go this guy had this this guy had this this guy was threatening to shoot up that and here he is free to roam the streets what what goes through your head there you know it's uh it it, it adds insult to injury mm-hmm. because so many of these tragedies can be prevented if if our elected officials, our appointed and elected officials, will simply heed the warning signs and take action. And, and I appreciate your um, what used to be called journalism, where you'd wait, get the facts, get a couple of sources, make sure you knew your story was accurate before you printed no it. More, Unfortunately, right? we don't live in that world. Well, we don't. We live in an agenda-driven world where. The folks that claim to be journalists are not actually journalists. They're opinion editors, um, and they go into a story with a set of opinions and, a po- and policy prescriptions, and then they write their stories to fit those. Um, unfortunately, so you can't believe everything, but we, we did uh, see some good reporting on this later on after the, after the um, uh, immediacy of the events, and, and it, it to my point about adding insult to injury, there were warning signs, as I indicated, with most of these attackers, somebody is aware of their plans prior to the attack. Somebody is aware of that they're being in distress. And this guy clearly was in distress. Um, the Army knew it. Um, it's not clear which federal agencies were aware of it. It's clear or it's become clear that maybe the local officials weren't fully apprised, uh, hadn't been informed by the military uh, what was going on. But the family, this is the part that just gets me, Mark, the family was begging right. for help, right? They were, they were, they knew he was deteriorating. They told authorities he was deteriorating and nobody took action. And, and uh, Ryan, let me stop you there because lives were lost. Yeah, you know, let me stop you there because Alan Gottlieb, in the first hour of the program, in the second half of the first hour, and, and I want to get into some of what Alan brought up about the decay of society. I want to go there with you, but in this particular case, he was he was in a he was in a loony bin for two for two solid weeks, yet someone signed off on his release. And I, I, I comment about red flags. You, you and I have talked about red flags before. And I think you've heard me say many, many times that a judge will always err on the side of caution when, it, when a red flag issue comes up to him. And by red flag, I mean a, you know, an ex parte accusation against somebody who, who in violation of all of our constitutional rights in this country, 
doesn't even know an accusation is being made, but a judge signs off to take their guns because that judge doesn't want to be that judge, Ryan, that says, oh, my gosh, I let this guy go and he killed 10 people. Why isn't the psychiatrist or psychologist who saw this individual thinking the same way? I don't understand. Why let him go? Because they, they let um, him go. Yeah, the pe- the pendulum, unfortunately, has swung so far to this notion that, um, you know, we've got to respect uh, the privacy, the 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 rights of this individual. Um, I, I, I want to be careful how I say this, because you, you and I have had these discussions many times, and I do believe we need to protect the rights of the individual. One of the reasons I don't like red flag laws is because there isn't the requisite due process that prevents governmental abuse of our one of our more sacred rights, which is the right to keep and bear arms. But conversely, on the mental health side, we as a country have basically defunded mental health programs and, and, and facilities, really, where these people that are in distress, that have mental health problems and, and are and diagnoses can be committed, right, even on an involuntary basis to ensure that they get the help they need. Right now what we do as a country is we turn these people back onto the street. We, we say, hey, look, they're not in an immediate threat to, to themselves. And I'm guessing this psychiatrist that saw him would say, you know, I talked to him. He was just angry. It's sort of an episode, and he's over the episode, which is which is not true. Um, and they check off the paperwork, and they let the guy go. But really what needed to happen here was this guy needed to be committed, and he needed to be committed so that he could be evaluated over a period of time, and he could have been provided the medications that he needed that might have might have made him better because none of that happened. We'll never know. You know, what is it? 18 people now are dead. And we'll, we'll never know if, if that would have helped. We'll never know. I know this. I wouldn't want to be the shrink right now, looking back at that, thinking I'm the one that cleared him. But again, in defense of him, like John Lott said in the previous couple segments, that some of these people pride themselves on being able to fool, you know, their interrogator or to, to fool their psychologist, whoever it may be. And he mentioned a couple of these specific instances. It's crazy. I know it. it it doesn't seem to make sense. And again, hindsight, when we have the benefit of hindsight to look back, it's maddeningly frustrating when we see this. But as you point out, I think more important than anybody else pointed out, the family screaming to get help. And authorities in Maine have said that his family was incredibly cooperative with them throughout their entire investigation. When we come back from this break, we're, we have about 30 seconds, so I'll just take us to the break here. When we come back, Alan Gottlieb brought up the breakdown of society. He believes we're at the verge of a collapse of society, which is why a lot of these things are happening. And I want to address that with you. And I also want to talk about another Parkland father, Fred Gutenberg, who I vehemently disagree with. However, he was a victim of a stalker who is now going to do time. And we'll get your opinion on that as well. I'm talking with Ryan Petty. We'll be back right after this. At Daniel Defense, we do things a little differently. First of all, every one of our products, from top to bottom, is made right here in America with pride. So much pride, in fact, that we don't sell factory seconds. No, if we make a mistake, we scrap it and start over. We're not finished until it's made right. And that commitment to quality doesn't end once a product is out the door. 
Whether you're the first owner or the last, if anything goes wrong with your Daniel, we'll make it right because that's the right thing to do. Daniel Defense. Freedom. Passion. Precision. Did you know that Sig Sauer is all in for hunting? Introducing the Sig Sauer Cross Precision Bolt Action Rifle, available in 308 and 65 Creedmoor. The Sig Cross Bolt Action Rifle was designed and built with the input of military snipers and elite hunters right here in America to meet the demands of hunters, precision long-range shooters, and extreme backcountry hunting. Sig Sauer has your hunting needs covered with ammunition, optics, suppressors, and more. Hunt like a warrior today. Learn more. Visit SigSauer.com now. Defender Coffee was created by patriots for patriots. It's coffee for Americans devoted to defending the Second Amendment. It's coffee for Americans who understand that if you don't fight for your freedom, you lose it. That's why Defender Coffee donates profits to gun rights organizations that fight to defend the Second Amendment. When you drink Defender Coffee, every single cup defends your right to keep and bear arms. Visit DefenderCoffee.com today and get free shipping when you join the coffee club. DefenderCoffee.com. From Crossbreed Holsters comes the Women's Appendix. With softer leather and smoother corners, the Women's Appendix holster was designed specifically with the female body in mind. This holster is intended for popular small firearms and has no cant, so it can be worn on the front side of the body. Featuring a Crossbreed hand-molded pocket for a perfect fit, we ensure the Women's Appendix is your answer for any woman who wants to carry a small firearm in a front position. This versatile holster can be worn in the standard appendix or cross-draw fashion. Find your perfect fit today at CrossbreedHolsters.com. AAR listeners, this is the year I'm asking you to go out of your way to support our partners that keep this program on the air. It's essential to our existence and to the ongoing fight for the Second Amendment. Our newest partner, the Crime Prevention Research Center at CrimeResearch.org, headed by Dr. John Lott, is literally on the front line defending our freedoms and this program. While the anti-gunners spend millions spreading misinformation and lies, it's the CPRC and Dr. Lott advancing the real scientific understanding of the relationship between laws and gun ownership, improving the awareness and knowledge of this scientific understanding among the public, journalists, and policymakers, and enhancing public safety through these scientific advances, improving awareness and knowledge in the public eye. As a nonprofit, Dr. Lott needs our help to continue this groundbreaking research and getting it out to the public. Please, like I do, make a monthly donation, whatever amount, to the CPRC and help us tell the truth about our right to bear arms. You can do so at crimeresearch.org, crimeresearch.org. Please help us today. As a gun owner, have you ever thought about the liability that would come with having to use your weapon in self-defense? Or the liability that would come with having one of your guns stolen or misused? Or perhaps you work in a profession like security or law enforcement that requires you to carry a gun. Regardless, it's well known that responsible gun owners and security professionals across the country have become targets of frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide custom firearm liability insurance to eliminate your exposure and to protect you from unscrupulous lawyers. And if lawsuits do arise, we aggressively fight them. We're the very best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions, so call us today or have your insurance agent call us, and we can work with them to fill any gaps in your existing policy. But call today, and let's get that target off your back. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. That's xinsurance.com. Hey, this is 
final segment of Army American Radio is being sponsored by Crossbreed Holsters. Make sure to visit crossbreedholsters.com. Now let's get back to me. Car Firearms Group Studios, Sig Sauer Platinum Microphone, all of it brought to you by the great X Insurance. We're continuing this conversation, very important conversation, with Parkland father, Ryan Petty. Ryan, welcome back, my friend. As I closed out the previous segment, I mentioned a couple of things that Alan had, had brought up. And I, I want to get your opinion because I honestly, I was glad he mentioned it. I wasn't expecting to hear it from him. But are all of these signs of a breakdown in society? And, and you know, Alan was concerned about a collapse of society, which is quite a daunting thought. But he mentioned anti-Semitism. We're seeing on campuses what's happening in Israel. We're seeing it here in the United States. We have government officials who are seemingly supporting terror in in Israel. We are seeing crime through the roof, and we're seeing this breakdown that's leading to things like this. Are you concerned about a societal breakdown as well? It seems to be happening right before our eyes. It's kind of tough to objectively look at that while it's happening, but what do you sense? Well, I'll tell you what I tell all my friends. You've heard me say it, Mark. Uh, buy land and buy ammo. Um, I'm concerned. I'm concerned for my own, my own family. I'm concerned about current events. Um, I, you know, I think Alan is, is onto something that a lot of folks are sensing. There's a, there's a feeling that societal norms and that, that we've lived under as uh, a nation for the better part of 250 years, um, that those are breaking down, that good is called evil, evil is called good, up is down, down is up. We're told um, by our politicians, you know, we're living in the best economy, you know, uh, in recent memory. We all know that's not <laughs> true as we right. go to the store and struggle to fill our tanks and fill our uh, refrigerators with food. Um we we have uh, allowed, and I think uh, on the part of some in in politics, some of our elected officials, you can point to the Soros DAs as a, as a great example of this. They want chaos. They want to let the criminal element go. They don't want us to deal with those with mental health issues. They want the homeless on the streets, and they want to blame you and me, the law-abiding citizen, for the problems in society, right? It's our fault um, because, you know, we're not tolerant enough or we ha- we're we not allies, you know, with some uh, su- supposedly oppressed group. And because of that, th- they're, they're remaking or transforming, in the words of our former President Obama, transforming America in front of our eyes. I think Alan's on to something. I don't, I won't pretend to know the whole playbook, but what I can see with my own eyes is that when a guy like this, when law enforcement or and elected officials, again, we don't know all the facts yet, but when they don't deal with or don't feel that they can deal with uh, a guy like this, who is clearly mentally disturbed and his family was begging for help from from authorities to do something about him and nobody acts and nobody does anything they're off to the next fundraiser they're off to the next party they're off to uh i you know i couldn't believe what i heard from uh, the main main senator collins right if you uh. he was praising the local officials for their 
18 people are dead, 13 are wounded, and she's praising their response to this. What about before it happened? Right. What about all the things they should have been doing and the, and the different decisions that should have been made that would have prevented this from happening? We shouldn't be cheering failure. What we, what we've forgotten as a nation is that there are responsibilities that go with our rights. People need to be held accountable. And until we start holding elected officials accountable for their failures in a meaningful way, their behavior won't change and society will continue to slip. Sadly, you're spot on. And I, I, I heard Colin's statements as well. And it's again, I use the, the words, the two words, maddeningly frustrating because it is maddeningly frustrating when you you think to yourself, because we have this benefit of hindsight. We know that people were trying to stop this in advance. We knew, we now know that other people saw this coming. It didn't have to happen. Blood on people's hands? I'll come out. I won't even ask you. I'll come out and say yes, clearly. But we'll have to wait until all of the facts come. And I do want to point out now in a, in a separate shooting, uh, I actually got a phone call. I said, you know I'm from Tampa, Florida, and right down the road from you, and in a place that you and I both know very well, Ybor City, on the uh, outskirts of downtown Tampa, part of downtown Tampa, basically, saw a shooting last night, 18 wounded, two dead after a fight led to a shooting in Ybor City. And it was a gang fight, apparently, or some type of fight between individuals. It wasn't a mass shooting in the sense that we see right now. But this stuff is happening with, again, I'll say maddeningly. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, when you get a talk radio host speechless about this stuff, you know, you, you probably saw the news as well, too. It, you know, Governor DeSantis is talking about it. I, I mean, it's frustrating because it doesn't have to happen. And we know it going in and it's crime related in this particular case. Now, again, I'm going to say it's likely gang related. I've seen gang violence firsthand in Tampa and in, in Ybor City myself. But when I don't even know how to how do you Ryan? I'm just going to ask you, what do we do? If society's breaking down and we see it happening, what do we do? How do we stop it? Can we stop it? You talk about chaos. The reason they want chaos is so that they can come swooping in and say, we're going to save you. We know that's not going to happen. We are our own first responder. What do we do? Yeah, we, you know, as, as a people, we've got to put our foot down and just say, look, um, character matters. I know we, we try to pretend that character doesn't matter in our elected officials, but if you wouldn't leave your kids alone with ele- an elected official uh, to babysit, then you probably not you probably shouldn't vote for them for Congress or Senate, right? If you couldn't trust them with your own children. So that's the kind of scrutiny and character um, examination that needs to be done on all of these elected officials. And if they can't pass muster, then we shouldn't vote for them. And I don't really care which party affiliation they have Agreed. Uh, next to their name. I tend to have, um, you know, I tend to lean one way. That's fine. But if these people, you know, let, just ask yourself, if you wouldn't leave your kids alone with them for 15 minutes, what business do they have making decisions, life and death decisions for your kids they or don't. for you they or don't. for your loved ones. And, you know, there is an answer to what we do, and that is what you said. We arm ourselves. We prepare. We take care of our own selves. We take care of our own families. We do not depend on government to do it for us. That's the key. 
That is the key, ladies and gentlemen. That's why you have to be prepared, like you said, buy land and buy ammo. I would say (laughs) buy food as well and be prepared because if Alan Gottlieb is correct and we all get that sense that things are breaking down around us, Ryan, it doesn't look good. I don't like what we're seeing on our campuses. I don't know at this point what we do with it, but I will say this. It's disturbing. I can promise you now that Tlaib in Michigan probably has more support with her constituents with the nonsense she's putting out than she had prior to October 7th. It's very, very sad. Ryan Petty, thank you for being here, my friend. I'll give you the last word. You've got about 10 seconds. Close us out. Well, let's just um, let's stick together. Let's do let's do the right thing. And let's remember that it starts with us. And so how we treat uh, the others around us is indicative of the larger society. So it starts by being being good neighbors, being good friends, being people that are trustworthy and calling out evil when we see it. Boom. Roundtable right after this. Six minutes after. Don't go away. Just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X Insurance. X Insurance on the Armed American Radio Network. It's the Bill of Rights not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday night special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425 425- 454-7012. Gun owners across the country have become targets of frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide custom firearm liability insurance to eliminate your exposure and to protect you from unscrupulous lawyers. And if lawsuits arise, we aggressively fight them. We're the best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions. So call us today or have your agent call us, and let's get that target off your back. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. Gun owners across the country have become targets of frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide custom firearm liability insurance to eliminate your exposure and to protect you from unscrupulous lawyers. And if lawsuits arise, we aggressively fight them. We're the best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions. So call us today or have your agent call us, and let's get that target off your back. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. 